Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, president of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, we have Stan Davick with us, VP and GM at Granitoy Canada. Stan's been a member of PEO for many years. Actually, he started probably before my time, I think, Stan, sort of as a That's VP. Right. I'm not sure if it was Staples. Was it Staples that you were? Yeah, it was even prior to that, but it was a while back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even want to mention that. Other yeah, yeah. Let's all mention that. And now you've been the, uh, well, you've been with Granite Toy for a number of years now. So, and it's been, and you've been back with us, which has been fantastic. So, um, well, thanks for joining me, Stan. And, uh, Looking forward to the next few minutes. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me on. It's great. So, um, well, let's look, talk a little bit about your career in terms of where you come from and and you know where you've well where you've ended up today so far in your in your career. Um, what's the path been like for you? Yeah, it's been. I grew up in you know started off as as a sales uh, sales rep and then kind of worked my way up through the different levels of a sales organization and ended up being a sales manager early on and then, then a VP. Uh, and then prior to Grand and Toy, I was a competing organization as VP of sales and marketing and VP of uh, sales and operations. So just a lot of exposure to a lot of different things. Left that organization, um, thought I would um, get into a different industry and was just kind of lured and attracted to, uh, to Grand and Toy. There's it's a great history um, there, the challenge was really to transform the business and lead the Canadian organization. Uh, and have been with Granitoy now uh, as the head of Canada for uh, uh, coming on six years. And it's been it's been interesting. It's been challenging, uh, but it's it, it just it's also been very dynamic. As much as I've been in the same industry, our industry has just changed so much in terms of the products, in terms of you know nature of how we go to market with e-commerce. So. Um, similar industry, but a real changing and transforming industry at the same time. That just continues to change all the time. What do you see? I know we don't talk about this often, but the transition from sales to the leadership position, what was the, was it easy for you? Because you've, you've made some huge impacts. I know, I know your history now at Grand Toy, but in the early days, was it tough? I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know when you're the head of the business. There's certain things you're just not going to be exposed to in terms of the decision making. You're ultimately accountable for these big decisions. And so um, I think you have to learn in as much as you can prepare yourself. There's a certain amount of learning on the job and reflecting and continuing to learn. So, you know, been involved with everything from acquisitions to you know, kind of complicated real estate transactions to, you know, unfortunately having to lead a downsizing effort or, you know, really understanding where we're going to invest. Um, so it has been, it's, it's a transition. And then I think there um, is just making sure that you're also inclusive. And I, I do come even today and I always will. I'm very customer centric. So I'm always keeping the customer in mind, but really trying to, um, be inclusive of all functions in the organization to make sure everyone is aligned and it's not 
you know, maybe in the beginning was even almost too much focus on sales and we still are, uh, but it's really focused on the customer and the customer experience and how every function uh, benefits the customer experience. So yeah, it's been a learning, I would say probably most, you know, you don't know until you've walked into the shoes and really had to have the, uh, make the decisions and ultimately be accountable um, for the, uh, for this, uh, for the decisions. At the same time, I've just been fortunate developing a, you know, a fantastic team across, uh, across all the functions in the company. That's, uh, I, I know some of your team. And so it's, you're right. They, they all seem fantastic. The guys that you got working, the men and women working for you. Yeah. Just for those that don't know, like Grand and Toy is a subsidiary of not a Grand and Toy worldwide. Who's the parent company? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Office Depot. So um, in the U.S. So, I'll get, you know, and we Canada, we're fortunate. It's one of the reasons I, I love the job is it's entrepreneur and they, they, they let us run the business. We have full functioning head office. And in terms of being a U.S. subsidiary, we have a great deal of autonomy and um, it's great the way the business is run. And just to give everyone an update, if people are probably familiar with the, with the brand, it's 138-year-old company starting in downtown Toronto. You know, people obviously knew the company as a retailer, but it was always a B2B organization. Like right at the turn of the century, B2B was bigger than retail. So when we shut the retail down in 2014, just prior to my arrival, people thought, okay, is the business, hey, where is Grand and Toy? It was only 3% of the business when we closed down the final store. So, um, and now we've really transitioned to uh, a a product solutions and a service company for everything to do with the office. So uh, we sell a lot of technology. We're selling a ton of cleaning and janitorial and disinfecting and PPE. We were in in that business before the pandemic. Uh, We design offices and furniture and, the core kind of paper-based product are, are, you know, slightly declining. So we're really reinventing the company in terms of the products we sell. About 90% of the business is done online. So we have really uh, evolved our e-commerce capabilities. We're investing in digital uh, and really transforming the business. But, you know, people do have that perception of, they, you know, if you're of any, of any age, maybe if you're not a millennial, you may have shopped at Grand and Toy, one of the retail stores, long, long ago. But it was a, it was a good decision. And overall, the company, as much as we have retail in the U.S., is really pivoting towards B2B. In Canada, we're 100% B2B. And when I say that, our clients include, you know, the largest healthcare providers, big banks, and then, you know, really focus on small and medium-sized business. But we are not focused today on the consumer because we think the consumer is served well in other channels. And we're 100% focused on helping businesses. Wow, well, yeah, you mentioned the, the e-commerce side. And I remember sitting in one of your meetings and you were talking through for the rest of the members really about your, the e-commerce, the digital strategy that you're putting together. I mean, this is way before that. This was months before yeah. the pandemic. Has anything shifted or changed I mean, you guys were already there. Are you seeing it actually increase or accelerate even? It's, it has had, everything's accelerated. People have been very productive. So we went out. We've always been strong in e-commerce. We have a tech team of about 50 people. We do all our development. Um, we developed a roadmap to say, well, how are we going to be uh, leaders in e-commerce? When I say leaders, comparing ourselves to the best in class. Um, and we went out and externally validated that, worked with, um, outside consultants and say, okay, where are we great at e-commerce and where do we need to improve? So we've really focused on content. We're focused on the customer experience. Our site already had a lot of sophisticated functionality geared towards 
large companies and how they procure with control mechanisms. So, um, you know, we are going to be adding AI capabilities. Um, just recently, one of the big thing is just, you know, product information on trying to help customers, like where's my order? So if you think of Amazon, they do a great job of really updating you on the status of your order. And that's become really important these days because some product just hasn't been available. So we really focused on and continue to focus on having this fantastic digital experience and having this great offline experience with our account managers. And then big focus on building out our digital marketing capabilities and really changing how we go to market from a traditional, you know, Salesforce led to more of a marketing e-commerce and a sales organization kind of working together and aligned uh, to focus on our customers. Like I say, well, 90% of our business today is done, uh, is done online. Just on that note, and I think some members would be curious, do you run it as a separate like, do you separate your e-commerce from the rest of your business or do you separate marketing and, and sales or are they now somewhat under? No, and we, we you know, the evolution is because we've been at this, for, we were at this when it was a dial-up modem. And really the way I describe it is what we started with was an electronic cash register. It was a way to transact electronically. And I actually remember dialing in in a past life on a, on a modem. And if you're my age, you remember that sound. And, and that's what it really was. And so, but today it is, it is an opportunity, like it's how we transact with our customers. So it is, it's working with our sales organizations. So we deal with a lot of big companies that have a lot of end users right across Canada and we can set up standardization programs. We can set up workflows. We can customize the, uh, the website. And so it's very similar at the same time, people want to have these kind of consumer experiences of having this seamless transition. So you've probably a lot of people have read about that. They don't want to go to work and have this technology that works kind of differently. At the same time, the functionality is geared very much towards business and there's some differences there, but it works with, it's not a separate division for us. It is how we interact with our, uh, with our customers. Oh, that's great. So I wanted to ask you about the shift and probably two parts of it. One is, the whole idea of this work from home, which, yeah, yeah we're all starting to work from home. Um, your business must be shifting. And you and I talked about it quickly. I mean, where you've been filling office space with furniture and, and yeah. preparing. now it's actually switching directions where these individuals are calling you or the business are calling you and saying, how do I outfit my remote workforce? Um, what, what are you hearing about that? Is, is that, is, is that a long-term thing that you think, Things are going to shift. And- yeah, I think it is. I think it's evolving. I think a lot of companies are trying to figure out where they want to end up, whether, you know, some at the one end of 100% work from home and we don't need an office anymore. But probably most companies, some sort of hybrid to say, hey, we can have people work from home more often and there's a certain life balance that brings. And so companies are now coming to us and saying, okay, can we set up a standards program? Again, these are large companies. One of the big banks, for example, they are kind of saying, okay, if we're going to provide technology, do we manage that technology? Do we want to actually have those company owned assets? In this particular case, they've said no, because there's a certain amount of expense of just managing all this. You know, they want to make sure that if employees have, you know, two monitors, that they have the right technology, that they have video cameras, maybe improvement in sound, that they have good seating, that they have, you know, uh, 
um, ergonomic seating, that they just have the products that they need to be productive. So um, we're getting tons of requests and we're just building that out now so we can develop a standards program. Some products have been really hard to find too. Things like, as you can imagine, video cameras, well, the volume is up tremendously uh, mm -hmm. for, for web cameras. Um, and and so, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> mics and all those type of things. So yeah, I do think, and then companies are also, more of them are talking about it and they're kind of figuring it out to say, do we pay, do we pay a portion? Some companies like Spotify and Google have come out and said, okay, every work from home employee has a thousand dollars to spend. Um, and I think it is important, you know, seating, for example, that if you're going to be seated down that you, you know, that ergonomics and even kind of your health. Um, I know in our office, we have everyone equipped with sit stand stations, hundred percent in our, in our location. So some companies, you know, we have that option as well. So I do believe that it is here to stay. I guess we'll, we'll see where it evolves to. I do think most companies will end up with some sort of hybrid um, working arrangement. But it is evolving and companies are trying to say, okay, how do they support their workers? Early on, it was just supporting them with enabling them on the technology to make sure they have either Zoom or Teams or whatever technology. Now it is even to make sure, in our case, you know, a certain group of population use two monitors and that's, um, how they are productive. So lots of, and we've been able to set up everything from insurance companies to big banks um, as they, right now everyone's forced to work from home as we get it back into the office, which looks like that will be a slow transition. Uh, we'll see how that evolves. Okay, well, that's great. The, the, the last question I'm gonna ask you, you're one of the few companies that has sort of done an employee survey. Like we've been looking at that, asking all our members actually have done employee surveys. What are one of the two top things that you're hearing from your employees as you're, you know, you're not coming back now to, to uh, your, your warehouse is up and running, but your office people may not. Yeah, so we've got like eight warehouses across Canada. They're up and running, you know, the whole safety. And that has been a big deal. And, and, and we, we, you know, we've done a great job. The team just, you know, has done a great job keeping our business up and operational because as much as we say return to work. Well, people have been working harder than they ever have. So we try to make sure that we say, no, return to the workplace. But we do have our, our warehouse associates and our drivers across Canada in the workplace today. The, the survey, first and foremost, is safety. It is what are you doing on the, you know, the safety, on the cleanliness. Um, our offices are, there. It's, it's also the social distancing, like how are we going to do that? Um, so that is first and foremost. And then there is some other questions because you hear it and we're, we're studying that ourselves in terms of ventilation, in terms of, you know, we provide PPE and, uh, you know, hand sanitizers and those products. Um, and it's also, um, you know, we're making it very clear if people don't feel comfortable coming back in the office, they'll continue to, uh, to work from home. And then there's some people that are probably eager to get back into the office. But what we're also asking people is, do you need to get back in the office to perform your function? And really, for the most part, even some things we thought we weren't sure that we could do remotely, like finance, closing the books, and kind of working together, the reality is I think there's very few things. There's maybe a couple things that we're finding maybe it's challenging to do remotely, but for the most part, they are far and few between. But so we will do like a lot of companies, we will stage it, we'll have a, a group of people come back, and uh, a whole team of, of people really kind of, and we're, and, and we're being, um, we're being slow on purpose, because we're also being very productive as we're, as we're working from home. Yeah. 
Well, Stan, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that with us today. And uh, I'm sure our members will actually pull a few things out. There's a couple of gold nuggets you gave us to thank Yeah, about. so I, I do, uh, Leanne, I want to thank you. Our PEO has really made that digital transition. I think the content has been great, the speakers that you've had and the websites, the um, it's just been, it's just been fantastic. It's just been really incredibly helpful to leverage the network um, to learn. I know we had a great session just this morning on, uh, on race and inclusion and diversity. It just, it's just been incredibly helpful to lean on all the members, all the experience and uh, all the experts that you have, uh, that you have brought up and, and kudos to you for making that digital transformation from going from a really an organization that was a face-to-face you know, in-person organization to, I guess you're almost, you're a hundred percent virtual, I, I guess today. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. It, it, it's funny when you do reflect 12 weeks ago, I'm like, you had two choices. One was continue on as we did and pray for the best <laughs> or sit there and figure out, all right, if we got problems, every member's got problems. What are we going to do? What needs to happen? So it, it's been, it's been good, but you know, I follow all you guys too, in terms of, it's amazing. We each push ourselves here, right? I listen to what you're doing. And I go, oh, I got to catch up to this. I got to go, 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 go and try this. So it's been good. Thanks, Stan. Uh, thanks, Leon. Listen, if you're interested in learning uh, more about some of our live webcasts, the, the Way Forward, or, or any other snippets, please take a moment and visit us at po-leadership.com. You'll find some pre-recorded stuff there that we've done with various professors across North America now, as well as some of our members who have been presenting, uh, talking about leadership, the world reset, government stimulus packages, and a host of other stuff. Thank you, Stan. That concludes our session for today. I wish everyone a great weekend.